Hello, and welcome to the Riverdale High AV Club. I'm Ezra. And I'm Megan. And we are here to bring you all things Archie. You know what I missed in my life this week? What's that, Meg? I missed Archie. Can we talk about him, please? I would love to. Yeah, no, I I actually um was just like sitting down last night and looking through so many wild, wild comics. Um, and there is something that I learned. Um, yeah. I don't even know if it's... So basically, you know the the writer Mark Wade? Yeah. He wrote like Kingdom Come and like The Flash mm-hmm. and he's done a shit ton. Yeah, he used to write for Archie yeah. briefly. Um What the fuck? What did he write for Archie? Uh would you like to would you like to hear it, Megan? Cuz I've got it right here. Oh no, I don't want to hear it. I just, no. Yes, of course I do, Ezra. <laughs> okay. So yeah, Can't I Can't even keep the bit up. I know this like we're diving right the fuck in, but my god, because... So yeah, I had read this comic before, and I thought it was absolutely nutso, but then yeah. I noticed there's like this little write-up by Mark Wade on the previous oh my god. page, and I realized, I was like, oh my god, he wrote this thing, so let's just jump right in. Please. This is called Archie and the Gang in Moose, and there's like a little picture of Moose's face, and he looks kind of like a monster like half of it's like in shadow and his eyes are like super like his brow is really heavy like a caveman okay so it starts with betty like charging into the chocolate shop screaming Uh about dilton trying to find him archie says he's not here betty picks archie up uh, by the (laughs) collar oh Um, no Seems very high off the ground, and she's kind of shaking him like, <laughs> "Oh my god, where, where, where's Dilton?" Um, and Archie's like, "Oh, he's working for NASA. Apparently, they've got some Texas satellite problem." Oh, um, like already, this comic is off to a great start. <laughs> it's fucking wild from the start. We what, have a- are we the first page still? This is the first page. <laughs> so we have a very, very panicked Betty telling us that apparently Midge broke up with Moose. And oh so god, now no. Moose is on the like a rampage. Moose is gonna murder the entire town. I mean, you're not super wrong. Uh we do see in the background Fuck Reggie kind comic. of like I seriously dude. Reggie <sighs> in the background like perks up and is like, Midge, free. What when has that ever been a thing you cared about? <laughs> Um, you know Reggie, see. super respectful of all relationships. Always never uh, would make a pass at Midge when she was dating Moose. If there's one thing we can say about Reggie, it's that he respects boundaries. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's always, real good about what boundaries. I say. When I think of Reggie, they're like Reggie, Reggie. Oh, boundary respecter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know who you mean. I read one today, just on a quick tangent. It was like a Harry Lucy Reggie prank comic. And oh, it was good. so good because it started with Archie like doing a double front flip off of a wall because Reggie put like a briar in his pocket. <laughs> and then the next prank Reggie plays is he's on a roof and he ricochets a, ro- a rock off of like three other buildings to hit Archie in the face. I mean, that's just impressive. Also, is that He's a like... prank, or are you just throwing rocks at people? <laughs> I know. It's not like it was like, I don't know, you made him think he wasn't going to get hit by a rock, and then you did. 
Archie God, was just doing his comics. own thing. Anyway, okay, so yeah, Reggie prank, is bro. excited. We have Betty and Veronica. I guess this has happened before because they're like, it took a fire hose to cool him off last time. Hardy har. Uh, meanwhile, Reggie, like, escapes to go find Midge. We have, like, a silhouette of Archie through, like, we're seeing outside as he notices through the window something flying towards them. Uh, and it's Jughead's body. Uh, oh, no! <laughs> like, slams to the ground uh, next to them. Oh, dear God! He's very dazed. His eyes are open, but there's no pupil. It's just those, like, white little dazed eyes. Oh, Jesus. Uh, his whoopee cap is pushed around his neck, kind of like a collar. Oh, no! And then he's got a scarf tied under his chin for some <laughs> reason. And there's a great shot of Archie oh, holding him God. up by the scarf. And, uh, yeah, Jughead's rambling about Moose going on a rampage and Main Street in flames. Archie realizes the true danger of what's about to ha- actually happening. What the fuck um, is... Uh... So, again, Mark Wade wrote this. Yeah, so Veronica and Betty decide they need to go get Midge so they can get Moose and Midge back together. They see Reggie I mean, this is this doesn't gone. seem healthy for Midge. No, it doesn't. I mean, this whole like, thing hey, is really messed up. I know up. you wanted to break up with this shitty dude that's, like, emotionally abusive... But he's kind of annoying the rest of us and trying to kill people. So can you date him again? Thanks. Also, I just need to, because it's going to be bullshit when we get there no matter what. I just need to jump ahead to the end when Moose take, I'm sorry, Midge decides to take Moose back because she can tell he cares about her because of all the people he's willing to kill. (laughs) We'll get there, but that's almost verbatim. Yeah, seriously. If your significant other wants to beat up someone then uh because of their i don't know their it anger it doesn't mean they love you it no, means they exactly. can't manage Thank their you. emotions in a healthy way which is like you can express love without harming tea. anyone <laughs> that remains to be seen megan <laughs> scientists have never concluded that yeah that's true all that research on love we've done <laughs> <laughs> the, the uh tangible uh not at all subjective concept of love <laughs> yeah yeah, so they're really upset when they notice Next Reggie. Next week, join is us when psychologist uh, Malcolm joins Gladwell. us on the yeah. <laughs> we got joins Malcolm us Gladwell on the topic on. of love and violence. Well, you see, love is a funny thing. That's my Malcolm Gladwell. I don't know is what he sounds Malcolm like. Gladwell? That's just that's my nerdy voice white I've guy never voice. heard. It, it could be, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, see, I never yeah. thought of him as nerdy. He's like you know, punk rock star of sociology. Is that right? He does, His he is... far out ideas. See, the main reason I feel like he's nerdy is because he looks kind of like Neil Gaiman, and Neil Gaiman is like a super wholesome nerd, so that's all. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But I wouldn't that's... see a picture of Neil Gaiman and think nerd. No, that's a I good would point. think this guy is a, a punk, in a punk band. Isn't he actually, too? Or is Probably. That like... <laughs> yeah. I know Stephen King this... formed a band with like six other authors. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit. Oh, God. Okay, anyway, Next back to the Next we got our literature podcast. Uh, we have Reggie, or they realize Reggie's gone, and they're and very they're panicked. like, fuck, he's fucking Midge right now. <laughs> I mean. So Archie decides he'll hold off Moose. He tells the girls to go get Midge um, as he 
Go like, get pops that the bait rabbit. Yeah, tie her to a stick and just let <laughs> Moose come to her. Uh, yeah, so uh... he pops the lenses out of a pair of sunglasses. Cut to downtown. We've got, like, this shot of people in the foreground fleeing from, uh, like, rampaging moose. Like I said, he's got, like, that heavy brow. His eyes are red in some panels. Oh, Jesus. Like, he's now, full Now, is there dark. ever a play on words where they're like, a moose, and they're like, oh, think it's an animal, and then someone's like, no, it's moose. Uh, in not this in this comic. Okay, no, I feel like which... that's a thing that could happen. Yeah, they they right. they kind of left some uh, meat on the bone there. They really didn't do their due diligence, but they like do have like, here. There's a moose coming, and they're like, "What? A right. moose? Pull it's out like their the... nature photographer <laughs> camera." <laughs> I've got my moose call with me. Ooh. I'm yeah. assuming that's what a moose call sounds like. <laughs> but yeah, so we've got this angry moose boy walking towards the camera. <laughs> And um, we then see a very nervous Archie Andrews uh, with shoes on his knees, uh, a a pair of fake glasses, a dark wig, and a lab coat, complete with bow tie, pretending to be Dilton Doily. Uh, As he says, it is I, Dilton Doily. Seriously, he looks kind of like him, though. It's pretty good. Uh, he's like, it is I, Dilton Doily, genius boy. <laughs> Here to... Not a boy genius. No, genius boy. And he like tries to use big words to make Moose think that it's really uh-huh. him. But he fucks up and Moose punches him so hard he like evaporates. <laughs> There's just this like one of those starburst kind of effects, you know, of when something gets hit. And there's just a single musical <laughs> note as, like, the sound effect. Jesus. So I don't know what the hell happened to Archie. Oh, uh, God. Meanwhile, the girls find Midge just as Reggie is making the moves on her. There is, like, this great foreground shot of them uh, running up behind her with a giant bag. And they oh just, my like, God. you know, kind of, like, dog catcher whoop in the bag. Uh, yeah. And run away with her, leaving Midge. Not Midge. Reggie still waiting for his kiss. Let's Jesus see. Christ. So was it a thing where Reggie had like puckered up with his eyes closed and then they grabbed her and ran? Uh, that's exactly what happened. And he's just happened. standing there with his eyes closed still because he was totally <laughs> unaware of a person being bagged and kidnapped in front of him. I like the thing is, too, his pucker, like when he closed his eyes. His lips were, like, an inch from her cheek, and they still managed to, like, sweep Midge up without him noticing. It's like, he had to have been hit by the Reggie the has no spatial awareness. Yeah, maybe he's just lost all, like, uh, he's sense of He's been beaten touch. to a pulp so many times, yeah. So much nerve damage. <laughs> oh, Jesus, that's dark. Okay. So, uh, meanwhile, back on Main Street, we see people flee from a rampaging moose who's, like, off- in the horizon uh and betty and veronica kind of unbag midge who has no problems with being put in a bag i guess um however midge refuses to do anything because she doesn't think that moose cares now of all the complaints with moose that he doesn't care is not what i would have imagined it seems weird right like what was the argument that led up to this 
Like, I, I feel like they were just like, uh, that's like a reason people break up, right? Uh, Veronica points out, like I said, that if he didn't care, would he do all this? Would he have beaten Reggie to death repeatedly? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. He does that without caring about Midge. He just hates Reggie, too. That's true. And at which point Midge realizes that he would, as she says, and I quote, rend an innocent man limb from limb just for me? What the fuck? She's like, hearts, like, fucking swooning over that. Like, she's got little hearts around her head. Um, You know, Mitch is just as fucked up as Moose. She really is. Especially because the next panel, she says, just bring those marvelous moose lips to mama. And I didn't need her to say moose lips. (sighs) Yeah. I can't. What? They kiss and make up, and then the button on the end is Archie's like, woof, everyone... It's okay and out of danger. Okay, so yeah, apparently, I guess Moose was just carrying Archie by the collar this whole time. Because Uh that's that's what's happening when Moose shows up, so. Uh, But yeah, the button on the end is Archie just being like, glad everyone's out of danger when Reggie runs around the corner asking Midge for the kiss. Oh, no. And that's the end. Like Now, do we get a reaction from, from Moose at that, or do we just get to imagine no, that? I guess the little zinger is that, because Archie's like, everyone's out of danger, and right. then Reggie says his thing, so and then about... Betty says, you were saying, oh, and that's I it. I see. Hilarious. But, but yes. Now, I like to think that Moose was like, you know, I've done a lot of damage here today, and Reggie... Please respect the bounds of my relationship. Right. And Midge and I choose to be monogamous to each other, so she won't be kissing you today, friend. Yeah, I would like that. Maybe That's Moose just I'm kind of like imagine. pats Reggie on the shoulder and is like, you know, all this afternoon of rampaging has really put a lot of things into perspective, Reg, old pal. And, uh, you know, let's just let bygones be bygones as long as you stay away from my girl. And, and Reggie. then Midge winks at Reggie, and she's like, mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Reggie's face, like, Ugh. And we've got the, like, what is it? The porky pig, like, wow, whoop, on Reggie's face <laughs> as it, like, closes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there bum, we bum, go, bum, bum. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but I've got to, like, definitely, we've got to post some pictures from this one, because also yeah, the please, art is please pretty take wild. Some um. Because it looks like, I guess technically Mark Wade co-wrote this he, mm-hmm. story and art by Mark Wade and Chris Allen. But, like, there's some crazy faces happening. Like, Betty's panic. She's got, like, this... <laughs> I don't know. She's like, you're looking up at her somehow. Oh, no. So you, like, it's not flattering at <laughs> it's all. It's always a good angle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone loves those low-angle selfies. Uh-huh. The reverse MySpace. But yeah, if y'all are fans of uh, Mark Wade and the seminal DC comic Kingdom Come, then pick up this Archie Moose comic as well. That's fucking wild. And that's the same Mark Wade. It's not just like a kooky coincidence where he's got the same name. Because that would be the assumption, right? It's like, surely no. Exactly. It's like a... Fucking Kingdom Come, man. Seriously, right? I know. I was like, okay, I I need to talk about this even if I don't have a segment for this, because this is just too crazy to not mention. I mean, that could be shoehorned anywhere. Yeah, we'll call it a bizarre 
Speaking uh-huh. of which... I also have a Bizarchi. An official Bizarchi. That was a... Yeah, a sanctioned Bizarchi. That last one was like a Kirkland brand Bizarchi. Yeah. So this... The credit is Bowling Stone Yoshida. And oh, I'm okay, pretty nice. sure that that is... Is it writer, artist, pencils, the order that they usually so, go yeah. in? I believe so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. doesn't say here, but... Or it would be what? Writer, pencils, inks, pencils, I think. Ink. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they don't call it artist. Right. Writer, pencils, inks. So now this is Archie in Lonely Lobo. Uh, like what does that DC mean, you character? might ask? <laughs> You'll find the out. International, or the intergalactic bounty hunter who killed his own planet or whatever? So we open with a... Uh, no, not that one. We open with a voiceover. Thank you for clarifying. I was worried that Lobo would <laughs> yeah. actually pop up. Well, we do have a lot of crossover comics happening today. It's true. I want you to guess who this is from. Who's who's saying this after I read the introduction Voiceover, here. okay. Archaeology, the study uh, of ancient cultures, has been a hobby of mine for years. Mr. Lodge? Why, I even belong to the renowned Probe the Globe Society. Oh, no. <laughs> Recently, they presented me with this, their highest uh, award, the Musty Mummy. How did I what? earn it? Well, I owe it all to a wolf, a very old and mean wolf. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> and uh, who do you think said this? Oh, God. Um, my first guess is Mr. Lodge, I guess. You're real close. It is um, the bee, of course. Oh my god, of course it is. The Who is musty first mummy. Sitting at a desk with like a magnifying glass and an artifact. <laughs> and then he's holding the musty mummy award. And then what he's is... standing next to a globe, just resting his hand on the top of the globe. I like this alternate timeline where they're trying to sell us on Weatherby as Indiana Jones type. <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> So we have this three-panel introduction from the bee, and then we cut to Archie, and there's a time, it says time, dawn, I hate snakes, and Archie. (laughs) Place, the zoo. (laughs) Okay. Archie's breaking into the zoo at dawn, saying, ah, the gate's open, and the guards are still having their coffee. Archie, wait. We see Archie sneaking through the zoo in, like, very dramatic lighting. You can see, like, the the light of early dawn around him. Wow. He okay. sneaks under a fence that says, do not feed the animals, approaches a wolf in a cage. What? What? Hail, boy, Archie says. You're looking good. Putting some meat on those old bones, huh? What? Got something nice for you. Here's my school lunch. I had mom make an extra chicken sandwich. And then he just reaches through the bars with a sandwich to give to this wolf. Did he just, like, make friends with this wolf? Who takes it gently from his hand. God. A guard runs up. Hey, get outside of that guardrail. Yeah. That wolf's a killer. He could have taken your hand off. To which Archie responds, Lefty isn't a bad nickname. What? Oh, God. <laughs> you know... Archie. And then the guard is like, is, that old Archie. wolf isn't snarling at you like he does with me. Wonder how come? And Archie's like, well, uh, sometime you might try sharing your lunch with him. I was just going to say, do you feed it chicken sandwiches? It's like, my first response was like, zoos feed animals like things for a reason. You like, can't just give 
wolves your food? What? The reason they tell you not to feed the animals isn't because they're worried the animals will follow you home because they like you so much. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's not healthy for them, guys. Yes. They have also, a diet they have to maintain. I just still can't get over the fact that Archie broke into the fucking zoo before it opened just to say hi to his wolf friend. And this guard is just like, hey, oh, that wolf likes you, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. I guess if good old fang tooth says you're okay then you're <laughs> yeah. all right in my book now we're seeing the scene from above as the bee picks up his voiceover again what <laughs> that wolf is very special to archie they first met in the north woods where mr lodge owns vast timberland okay knowing of my interest in the now extinct maluka indians who inhabited that area lodge invited me to fly up there with him uh, I was eager for the opportunity of finding some Maluka Indian relics, even when I learned that Veronica had persuaded her father to take Archie along. <laughs> it seemed that Archie had chosen to do a school report on wolves. Why couldn't he have picked pelicans? Like, what, Arch? Also, <laughs> why do you have to, like... <laughs> <laughs> okay, when I did, like, my school book report on the Ardi armadillo lizard of South Africa, I didn't fly to fucking South Africa. But did you have a girlfriend whose dad was flying to South Africa that day? I guess not, And she to was like, fair. oh, do you want to come? Just to study them in the natural habitat? Yeah. So now we're back in the action. Um, And this is weird. Mr. Lodge and Archie are talking about studying wolves, and Veronica just chimes in, I'd rather study the wolves that hang around the chocolate shop. Wh uh, okay, with Veronica. With Archie there. Like, yeah. dude. Just <laughs> but she's also going. Like, yeah. I don't understand. Why'd you go, Veronica? So, <laughs> they fly away. We see scenes of, like, them leaving Riverdale. Archie's saying that he just... <laughs> I'm sorry, I was trying to summarize, but Veronica chimes in again. Mr. Lodge says, don't get your hopes up, Archie. You may not even catch a glimpse of a wolf. They're very shy. Veronica okay. says, I've never met a shy one. What is what, happening? Ron? Veronica's <laughs> just having doing? her own, like, separate raunchy <laughs> yeah. girls' day out comedy on the yeah. side of the plane. She's <laughs> making all these lewd jokes and winking at the camera. Archie says it's okay. He just wants to photograph their tracks and be in their natural habitat. That'll look good on his report. <laughs> then we see them flying over. Like, oh, whatever. Didn't <laughs> actually have. You could have just lied, Archie. Well, we see uh, them flying over Archie the wilderness. There's a herd of caribou migrating south. Oh. Uh, and then they get to the Northwoods hideaway. Nice. Just in time. There's the old caretaker. Billy Grumblebelly. Uh, wait, Billy Grumbelly. Grumbelly? Standing on the dock. Yeah, Grumbelly. Grumbelly, okay. That's, that's a hell of as a name As soon as right they there. land the plane, which Mr. Lodge is flying, by the way. Damn, Mr. Lodge. Didn't know you had a pilot's he, license. He grumbles at them oh, and says that they need supplies from Point Harrow. Well, they is can't it? live without those supplies. Mr. Lodge will go get them right now. Better keep ahead of that storm. Was, oh, okay. Wait, <laughs> did they just introduce the storm? <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> All right, just making sure. I guess Grumbelly said the storm was moving in. Okay. Yeah, because as soon as they land, he's like, we don't have enough supplies to feed you. Their delivery plane is broken down and there's a storm front moving in. Oh. Mr. Lodge is like, I gotta stay ahead of that storm. I'll fly right now to get them. Who wants the to come? What if it just, like, turned into Hatchet now? 
<laughs> yeah. Archie is like, I'll come. Maybe I'll spot a wolf. And then Mr. Weatherby and Veronica stay. <laughs> All right. I'm um, sure Veronica's going to check the TV company. reception because okay. she can't live without her soaps. Why did you come, Veronica? You seem to hate all of this. Like, literally, dude, this is the worst situation for her to be in. And I don't know why Mr. Weatherby is the one narrating this, because they fly away and leave him there, and now we're just following Archie and Mr. Lodge. Um, Mr. Weatherby is wise, maybe? <laughs> I guess. They see more they migrating caribou. With w. Uh, they're looking for wolves. Mr. Lodge is like, wolves stay out of sight when they hear a plane. There probably won't be sense. one anywhere near here. But then we see in the woods, watching the plane, a whole herd of wolves. Herd Dang, isn't dude. the right word. Pack uh, of wolves. Okay. <laughs> I was like, wait. <laughs> Damn, dude. All right. And now we get some wolf vision Oh, what? There's wolf vision Down from the tundra has come the largest pack of wolves assembled in years. Led by sleek, black, three-year-old Tarla, the swiftest and canniest of them all, she can hear the heartbeat of an arctic hare at a hundred yards. Oh my god. Tarla has never been wrong in guessing what course the migrating caribou will take. The pack freezes in their tracks until the plane is out of sight. Catching wow. up with the pack on slow, stiff legs is Ken Yuk. He was once their fierce leader, now old and gray, with improperly knit bones broken on many a glorious caribou hunt. His Yo, only food will be what little is left behind by the pack after they have moved on from the kill. Holy shit. Kenyuk has not eaten in four days. Whoa. Stealthily, the pack approaches a herd of unsuspecting caribou that has just emerged from the woods below. The herd is skittish. Some raise their heads, nostrils quivering. Tarla senses their uneasiness. She must act now. Whoa. On silent command, the entire pack flashes out of the woods and... The chase is on. Old Kenyuk tries desperately to keep pace. He cannot and falls further and further behind. Meanwhile, <laughs> just turned into Archie... fucking White Fang for a second. I Holy know. shit. That was amazing. Archie and uh, Mr. Lodge <laughs> guest, are flying. Guest writer, Jack London. Basically, <laughs> Archie and Mr. Lodge are flying, and uh oh, the plane starts to sputter. The oil gauge. No pressure. A line must have ruptured. Oh, God. Wow, it is turning into hatchet. <laughs> yeah. They uh, they managed to make a landing in Wolverine Ravine. That's a bad name. And radio in their position. <laughs> how, how do they know it's called that? <laughs> uh, I guess Mr. Lodge just knows this area by heart. He wrote, he, he probably like card, was it, charted the area himself. He's trying to land when a sudden wind throws the plane off course. They hit a tree, landing roughly in Oof. the deep snow of the ravine. Archie's uh, been knocked unconscious. Jesus. Mr. Whoa. Lodge is like, out cold, nasty bump on his forehead. You'll leave, I'll leave him for the wolves. <laughs> the crash knocked out the radio. Once and, for all. <laughs> and Mr. Lodge doesn't know if any of his distress calls got through. He says he'd better make tracks back to the hunting lodge. So he writes a note for Archie to find and leaves him oh in the plane. Oh my god, he did! Yeah. Whoa! Yeah. Mr. Lodge! Mr. Lodge hikes away, saying the lodge is just a few miles in this direction. No problem finding it with my pocket compass. Meanwhile, <laughs> I, the wolves I are running at half speed. at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Meanwhile, 
The wolves are running at half speed, wanting to tire the herd and watching for signs of weakness in any of its members. Now Tarla sends off four of her fleetest hunters to turn the stampeding caribou into an upcoming ravine, where she knows they may founder in the deep snow, making them easier prey. Meanwhile, a groggy Archie finds the note. According to Mr. Lodge, I should just sit tight. My head hurt like... (laughs) My head hasn't hurt like this since I tangled with the river rats last summer. Hmm? Hmm? Uh, uh, okay, okay. Now, um, Archie's just sitting in this plane when he hears a great rumbling sound. What is that? Like thunder. Do snowstorms have thunder? He opens, like, the door of the plane and sees a uh. herd of caribou stampeding towards him. Ooh, stay in the plane. <laughs> Holy halibut! There's a whole herd of hat Fucking, like, Bert Ward-ass Robin dude over here. There's a whole herd of hat racks running past. What's their hurry? And then he sees it. Wolves. What the fuck, Archie? Uh-huh. <laughs> I just... No way. Oh, shoot, sorry. No <laughs> so human would say that in that situation. The wolves running, but the caribou are trampling the plane. He'll be trampled if he stays in there. Oh, no. And he says, if if they know there's a human around, maybe they won't come so close. So he stands on top of the plane and I guess also just takes some pictures while he's, uh, you know, hanging I mean, out. He might as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Damn but the plane is now. getting trampled by caribou. He's got to get out of here. Sound What's logic. the best way out of here? Obviously, ride it's to caribou. jump onto a caribou's back, yeah. Yeah. And ride it to safety. You know, these wild animals love being so, ridden. So, Archie, recently concussed, leaps <laughs> onto the back of a caribou. Well, that explains his Just logic. rides it out of the area and then leaps onto a tree from the oh. caribou, where he <laughs> can safely so well. sit and watch the uh, the wolves chase the caribou away. Wow. Safe to get down now. Better get back to the plane or what's oh. left of it. So he's walking back. He's like, the kids will never believe this if I hadn't taken a picture. But what <laughs> what happens now? An old gray wolf comes up. Arr. Oh, damn. We switch back to wolfal vision. The starving Ken Yuke has at last found food, chasing Archie through the woods. It isn't long before both pursuer and pursued become exhausted from laboring through the deep drifts. Oof. Archie, oh, he's gaining. He he's backed up onto the edge of a cliff. Archie's standing, you know, like in cartoons where it's like a very long, thin cliff's edge. Exactly. Yeah, it really juts so, out there. Yeah, Archie's standing on the very edge of this cliff <laughs> in the deep snow. Do we get the one of those shots where he him. Like steps backwards and like a few pebbles fall down? He's like, yeah, Whoa! we see. It's like you can see the movement of his head as he's like looking, and there's like snow falling off the edge. There we go. Perfect. Meanwhile. Back at the ranch. Mr. Lodge is, is going through the woods. He's like, oh, it's farther oh. than I'd calculated. When he hears the rumbling of his snowmobile. Oh. It's the gang. Veronica, Mr. Grumbelly, and uh, Mr. Weatherby are all there on the snowmobile. That's a big snowmobile. We heard your distress call on the radio. Oh, right. So they're like, where's Archie? And he says, back on the plane. He'll be okay. <laughs> when they get to the plane, though... It's uh destroyed by caribou and empty. <laughs> I, okay. Good job, they get Mr. Out. Lodge. Um, they're calling for Archie and Mr. Grumbelly says, Over here, human tracks moving rapidly and wolf tracks following. Oh. Uh they're like, Oh shit. We cut back to Archie. 
and can you inches closer to the first food he's encountered in days. This creature must not dart past him. Mm-hmm. Archie's like, uh, nice wolfie. Can't we talk <laughs> this over? I'm yeah. Just sit he down says, over a cup of coffee. You don't want to eat me. You might get freckles. Here, I've got a candy bar for you. See? And he throws a candy bar at the wolf. Uh, and it's chocolate and it dies. <laughs> As he does so, the snowmobile drives up. A wolf's got him trapped out on the ledge. Good thing Mr. Grumbelly brought his tranquilizer gun. Good thing it's he a says tranquilizer gun. it's a bad gun. angle. The boy and the wolf are lined up. The shot would be too risky. And the wolf's about to leap on that kid. So now we have the real action that we've been building up for this whole time. Yeah. The wolf leaps at Archie. Just as that happens, the ledge cracks. Oh my Archie god. Archie falls, the wolf leaping over him. Holy they shit. They run, the, the rest of the gang runs towards Archie. Oh god, is he okay? Has he been killed? And we see he's landed in the snow. Where's the wolf? Half buried in the snow, too weak to move. This time, Grumbelly has a clear shot. Archie says, no! I've been reading about wolves from my school report, and this one's an old outcast. He won't last long. He's like, I'm doing the critter a favor then. Veronica's like, daddy, no! Don't let him kill him! Wait, I'm sorry, I thought it was a tranquilizer gun. (laughs) It is! I don't know why! Why are they making such a big deal? Acting like this! They're gonna, Uh, like, maybe Mr. Grumbelly's just gonna go, like, slit its throat or something? Like, what the fuck, guys? He can put it to sleep. <laughs> so then um, Mr. Lodge is like, you know, last I heard, there weren't any wolves at the Riverdale Zoo. So Veronica's we'll give them like, one. Oh, daddy. But then Archie says, wow, look at this. Mr. Weatherby, come down here quick. Mm-hmm. I bet you forgot about this shit. <laughs> I was wondering when What I- the snow slide uncovered. And then Mr. Uh, Mr. Weatherby says, suffering sarcophagi. It can't be, but it is. Mm-hmm. An Indian tomb. A Maluka Indian tomb. Oh. Untouched for centuries. Look at these artifacts. What a discovery. Huh. All right. So then he's talking about how he might even get awarded the Musty Mummy Award. Meanwhile, Mr. Lodge and Grumbelly are hog-tying this wolf with ropes, like, Tying what? its feet up, tying around its muzzle so it can't open its mouth. It looks Guys, awful. That's really I not feel like nice. tranquilizing it would have been better than that. Yeah. We'll just keep it conscious and restrained. <laughs> and then they drive the snowmobile back with the wolf tied over the front of the snowmobile. Guys! And its eyes are open now. Like, it <laughs> seems awful. At least they're not, like, fucking dragging it or something. Yeah, and then the Grumbelly guy is like, ah, first time I ever went back to camp with a live wolf. How many wolves are you fucking killing, Grumbelly? Yeah, I don't know. Wolf is So a few days dinner. later, they're waiting for their air taxi to come in. Oh, right, because their plane was destroyed. Yeah, for a second I just pictured like a space car, though. <laughs> yeah, they're like, the wolf will transport nicely in that cage you built for him. And he's like, what? I built it strong because old Lobo's a mean one, especially since we've been feeding uh, him. Okay, Lobo. The wolf, yeah. And Mr. Weatherby is like, looks like your report's going to be a winner, Archie. Because you Sorry. brought a wolf back, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's an automatic A plus <laughs> if you bring back your animal. Yeah. 
Also, what the fuck did Grumbelly just build? It just built the cage out of like ah, whole. It cloth. looks like chicken wire and like wood. I don't know. It doesn't look that strong. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. I'm pretty sure a and wolf can also, chew through chicken wire, guys. It's also like exactly the size of the wolf, so he's like standing up, growling, and it's like fi- like he's filling the entire cage with his body. Cool, love that. Super ethical. And now we're back at the zoo. The zookeeper says, remember, kid, stay outside the guardrail. Wolves are killers, understand? Mm-hmm. Archie says, yeah, I understand. See you again soon, old boy. So long. Walks away. And then it's a snowstorm. That following winter, Mr. Weatherby tells us, just as the first snow began to fall on Riverdale, the old wolf died. He never changed much. Mean and surly, right to the end. Well... Almost. Archie claims the last time they were alone together, the wolf wagged his tail. Oh, that was really sweet. <laughs> but, like, what the fuck? That's wild, though. Like, what? <laughs> what is any of okay, this? Okay, so they just did, like, they were like, there's so much that happened. That's, like, four genres, too. Like, uh-huh. that's, like, Hatchet and White Fang and Indiana Jones uh, yeah. and, like, Old Yeller. <laughs> like, and just, like, all of the voiceover from Weatherby yeah. and then this whole weird Indian tomb they found. Like, maybe leave that alone, guys. I don't know. I know. That seemed weird. Also, and, you know, I, I'm not going to style myself as an expert on uh, American Indians, but I don't think like the northern uh, ter- tribes were really known for their tombs. I think that was more of a southwest thing, if I was to hazard a guess, but who knows? Uh huh. Oh my god, that was wild, though. And what is it with, like, Mr. Weatherby and Mr. Lodge being in all these weird, like, historical arche- archaeological associations? I yeah. feel like that happens all the time. I mean, I think the Mr. Lodge thing is just like a holdover from like the eccentric. It's like I'm rich an old rich guy. man, so yeah, the, like the cabinet of curiosities definitely... kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, definitely read somewhere he's like, oh, the fishing association. I gotta catch the rare fish for my. I don't know bullshit. I mean, they they do one where they literally go to Loch Ness to find the Loch Ness monster. Like, Lodge Enterprises, like, we just want it for some reason. And so they just go find it, and it's there, and it falls in love with Betty and Veronica. Like, oh, yeah. Remember I that mean, one? Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> that does sound like a rich old dude kind of thing, though. I mean, it literally happens in an episode of The Simpsons with Mr. Burns. Yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah. It is a rich old dude kind of thing. I just, like, I started reading that one, and I was like, this is weird. Why is Archie breaking into a zoo? And then it cuts to, like, the Arctic, and then it cuts to, like, like, what is happening? The fact, too, that, and I know they don't necessarily create them out of whole cloth, but they make these weird relationships between characters that have never had them, like Mr. Lodge and the Bee, like... Even if it's just, like, an acquaintanceship, I'm like, I didn't think they were, like, chums or whatever. Yeah. It's like the ones where you find out that, like, oh, God, uh, Alfred, no, not Alfred, Smithers, like, was a yeah. badass back in the day, or he and Mr. Lodge have been best buds for, like, their whole lives or shit. It's just, it's like, like, a whoa. Batman-Alfred kind of thing, where you're like, what? Uh, yeah, I know, and it's like- it's just some, like, weird family servitude you've got going on? cool with this, Smithers, I guess? Yeah, because wasn't, like, the Elder Smithers also one of their butlers? It's just weird, man. Yeah. But that was- And why did Veronica go at all? 
She literally did nothing in the story, too. She was just, like, comic relief at some points. Yeah. Just, like, throwing some zingers in every now and then. (laughs) And then she was like, Daddy! Yeah, I mean, I guess the only reason Veronica was there was so that Archie could go. That's my guess. It's like... I feel like Mr. Lodge has taken Archie places before, though. You're probably right. I, I think... I don't know. I don't know, man. It's weird as hell. It's fucking weird. And then this Grumbelly character who's just like, oh, I'm taking just a kill this wolf. fucking wolf. Like, oh god. Yeah. They could have just left the wolf there, too, like, instead of killing it. I know. I don't know why the option was kill it or take it to the zoo. Like, you yeah. guys, there's more. It's not, those are false equivalencies. Yeah, you can do other things. <laughs> yeah, that was insane. Wow. I think my favorite part was when Archie falls off a cliff. <laughs> yeah, and I guess it wasn't a high cliff because <laughs> he just, just fell into the snow. He's just fine. And was fine. I know. And the wolf was fine. Like, why create? So, like, what was the worry at all? Like, he could have just, like, jumped into the snow and kept running or something. <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe the cliff had to break so they could find the tomb or some shit. It's, yeah. It's all, they they had to, like... <laughs> it feels like they had to justify everything to us. Like, no, it makes yeah. sense, guys. Look. <laughs> yeah, no, wait, though. Wait. But wait. See? And they found uh, the ancient tomb untouched for centuries. Suffered sarcophagi. Get it? It's like Batman. Uh, it was, that was so good. And, like, um, that Archie's calling caribou hat racks? Like, what, dude? I know, dude. Like, you're literally at risk of being trampled to death by a herd of caribou, you're and you're getting up all with fucking... F- Why are you speaking out loud at all? Like, I get that it's a quips. comic book, but... You have thought bubbles. Like, that's yeah. an option, guys. We could read those. Like, it's not like we can't hear their thoughts. Like, I feel like it would have worked better to be like, oh my gosh, a herd of caribou coming right for me. Like... I know. Would have conveyed what's happening in the urgency without being totally disingenuous to the situation. You know Archie, though, he's a fun, clever guy. That's true, yeah. You know, when you're clever like that, you can't just turn it off when you're in mortal danger. That's true, yeah. It's a curse clever people have to live with. I'm always making quips when I'm, uh, my life is threatened and it, uh, it's real, I mean, not a mood killer, but you know what I mean. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Um... If I know we're getting close to the end here, but I did have one last comic that I, I just need to give you. I need uh, to hear it. Because this is a character. This is, uh, real quick before I start it, this is going to be hashtag not my Archie. Nice. Uh, which, for those who don't remember, is every time I do it, it'll just be a different one of the weird ass Archie properties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so we're finally talking about Super Duck. Fuck yes! Super Duck! And this is Super Duck in... Super, as I like to call him. Exactly. Uh, This is... He's in Atomic Fission, but fishing like the animal, or, you know, like, he's going fishing. Like he's going fishing? Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Uh, So we open on him... Already, I'm excited for this. uh, Lots of hijinks uh, in store for you. He's walking up to what seems to be an aquarium, and he's excited because he's go uh because of the new business he's going into i just need to before we go any further i need to describe this aquarium for you because it's not mm-hmm. what you're picturing okay. i'm sure um, okay basically it's just a big 
I don't know, like, it's like a big above ground pool with stairs up to a walkway, but then the pool is empty of water, but at the bottom of the pool, there's smaller pools filled with water and the animals. So it's like- Okay. Yeah, it's very strange. (laughs) I've never seen anything like this. And the way you, like, look at them as you walk up the staircase, and like I said, there's this little walkway, and you peer down into the big pool at the little pools Uh filled with sea creatures. Good. It's the strangest thing, and, uh, yeah. So, (laughs) we see now that the aquarium is on sale, for sale, uh, and Soup has decided to buy it. It's only $500, and he hands over the money to the previous owner, uh, he imagines this previous owner with the ears of an ass because he thinks he's duping him and this dude says you know i just could not stand making so much easy money which is uh yeah some red flags there yeah uh super is very happy and he figures that he'll have so much money because this dude's like yeah you'll take in a hundred dollars a day easy And so he's doing the math and like, yeah, for a year, that's $36,000. For 10 years, that's $3 million. Just like standing there. Uh Um, While he's, you know, just in his own fantasies, someone approaches uh, and the stranger's like, hey, I've got a load of fish uh, that you need to pay me $200 for. And Soup gets very angry and says, I don't need those fish. I already have fish. Uh, the dude informs him these fish are to feed the other fish. And oh my god. Soup is unwilling to pay the $200 a day worth of fish that all these sea creatures eat. Well, yeah, because he's only going to make $100 a day. I know. The math uh, doesn't add up. So he just tells the dude to fuck off. And the guy's like, feed him spinach. And he's like, I will. I'll feed him vegetables. Okay. That's uh, a good he... understanding of animals. Yeah. From this oh, fish especially. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He kind of goes... So this is the weird thing, though. There's a door into the, like, main tank of the aquarium. So he grumbles and walks over to it and steps inside uh, and is immediately shocked by a seal that's just kind of, like, very happy to see him. And it's, like, honking and orphan. Uh, (laughs) But he's... Classic seal upset by the noise so he hits Mm -hmm. it in the head with his cane oh god and tells it to be quiet and this is when shit gets crazy because now he just starts screaming at all the sea creatures uh he's telling them that the lush days are over they're gonna eat spinach and like it and he he walks over to a fish tank in particular and he's like i'm the boss i'm gonna make money and he's like yelling at this one little orange fish that looks really angry uh, and he's like, you'll eat beets and cucumbers and you're going to like it. And then what it the pops fuck, its dude? head out of the water and squirts him in the face. <laughs> and then he's so angry, he tries to hit the fish with his cane, but he just like smacks the water. While he does that, in the background, we see an angry looking octopus reaching out towards him. It wraps his tentacle completely around Soup's neck throws him backwards across the room, and then he lands in the tank of an electric eel. I also just need to say, the entire comic, there's text boxes written in couplets. I don't know what the fuck's happening. (laughs) I'll just give you a sample. Uh, Soup blows up with angry cries, is watched by a pair of angry eyes. 
The eight-armed gent with the ugly... This is the worst one, too, because it doesn't even make sense. The eight-armed gent with the ugly puss strangles soup with a tentacle noose. Doesn't even fucking rhyme. What the fuck, guys? Uh, That's really bad. Yeah, so anyway. I'm mad about it. The octopus throws him into the electric eel tank. Uh, He's electrocuted by that. The eel electrocutes him so hard that he is launched out of the water and then launches him. He's dead now, and they eat his corpse. Uh, Not yet, because then he gets thrown into the lobster and (laughs) crab tank. (laughs) Oh, good. It just says lobsters and crabs. Um, He is Like any aquarium has. Right, exactly. Where you could just kind of, like, pick them up and play with them, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, they're so fun to play with. Oh, so fun and cuddly. Uh-huh. Uh, he's now running around with two lobsters pinched onto him and a crab, like, grabbing his ass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then he trips over a water pipe and flies into the air and lands on the nose of the seal. And then the seal, like, spins him around. And then the lobsters and the crabs fly off him. And then it twirls him through the air onto the nose of a sailfish. And then the sailfish impales him in the ass, and it says, we want our meals. Do you get the point? Uh, (laughs) Good pun, but uh, Where does it say that? Who says that? That, The sailfish says that, Megan, obviously. The fish are talking? The fish have always been talking. Oh, I didn't realize that. (laughs) No, that's fair. I haven't included any of it because it's irrelevant. It's literally just them making puns, though. Like, uh-huh. the eel says, charge our meals, you stingy beast. Like, uh, wow. so yeah. so in this, this is like, they're sentient fish. Mm-hmm. And also, That's the even weird worse. thing is, like, Super Duck's universe is like a Duckburg kind of situation, where all yeah. of the citizens are some sort of animal person. So it's like, what's happening, guys? Yeah, like, these are just imprisoned people that... I guess. I Oh, uh, God. The but we're not yet done. This. Yeah. Yeah. So the the then the sailfish just slaps his ass <laughs> with its tail. <laughs> like I don't know what that did because then he's just like launched out of the aquarium completely, uh, much to the delight of the sea creatures. He's now like up on the walkway surrounding the aquarium, mm-hmm. and you now see that somehow the aquarium is completely filled with water. Presumably from the pipe that he broke, and now oh, all the yeah. fish are just chilling in the same tank. Um, which I don't think that's how that works. He's now convinced that he's ruined the show and lost all his money. Yeah, it seems reasonable. Then he has a plan, and he makes a face like an absolute lunatic. <laughs> Some time passes, uh, we learn from text box, and we see the previous owner of the aquarium approaching. He's gloating about how he robbed that duck, and he's excited to just laugh at Super Duck for being a chump. He, uh-huh. he literally says, I'll laugh at the chump for, and then he's so startled by seeing something off panel that his hat flies off his head, and he jumps in the air and goes, oh, 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 and oh my God. he collapses, screaming about how it can't be true, as we see that Soup has converted the aquarium into a deep-sea fishing spot, and he charges $10 an hour and advertises it as the world's only deep-sea fishing a thousand miles from the ocean. And that's the end. So he just is killing them all. Yeah. Jesus. 
Yeah, dude. It's fucking wild. What the fuck? I I, I just super like super decked, man. I also looked up some brief like stuff about Super Duck because I never actually looked into it, and it, apparently it actually started as a parody of Superman, but they had to stop what? that because DC was like, guys, you can't just do our <laughs> shit. And so he just became like a slice of life character. Oh my god! Also, he's often referred to as the cockeyed wonder. Which, I don't know. Oh, yeah. And he got his superpowers from a prescription for vitamins. Like, fucking our man. Like, Jesus Christ. So weird. It's created in 1943 by Al Fagley. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to throw that in. But it's, there you go, guys. Super (sighs) duck. There's a lot of animal death happening. I, like, remember the only super duck comic of ours that I read growing up, too, was, like, his nephew gives him, like, PTSD or something. Like, his nephew just, like, keeps making things explode and, like, ruining Soup's nerves or something. And he has, like, a nervous breakdown. Like, these comics are so strange. Yeah. I can't wait to do them. like, some girl duck with, like, blonde hair? Her name is Yuana Duck. Uh, (laughs) And, yeah. I also found out- Like, weirdly articulated fingers because they're ducks. Yeah, they it's don't have hands. It's real weird illustrations too because like it doesn't it looks like maybe like a Fritz the Cat, like an R Crumb super mm-hmm. raunchy kind of thing. Also, speaking of Robert Crumb, he did do a parody of this because of course he did. Oh god. Uh it was I read it. It was terrifying, but it was R Crumb. Sounds so. like it. Yep. Yep. But yeah, dude. This is fucking wild. Super duck, man. Maybe I'll do a, uh, make a Super Duck TTRPG or some shit. Oh, yeah. Please. That'd be fun. Or he'll be an NPC in the Archie one or some shit. That sounds uh, perfect. Yeah. Well. Oh, what a bundle of weird shit we've delivered to you today, guys. Yeah, we really did. We were just like, here's some of the wildest Archie comics you can handle. Here, make sense of this garbage. You can't. <laughs> Don't try. It'll hurt your Thought brain. Thought you liked Archie comics? Think again. <laughs> um. Here's Bait Midge, Bait Archie, and Super Duck killing a bunch of fish. Sentient fish. Abusing animals and then killing them. Uh-huh. Chill vibes here in our podcast. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think we could probably start with- It's been a week, with... huh, guys? Oof. Yeah, man. Uh, but on that note, we could probably start doing some of our wrap-up stuff. Yes. Once again, as always, uh, you can find all of our stuff on our website. That's going to be RiverdaleHighAV.club. It's got links to our Twitter, our Instagram, and it's even got our email address on there if you want to reach out to us. And we have a Patreon now, which is super exciting. Uh, do you have the Patreon yep. for us, Meg? It is Patreon.com slash RiverdaleHighAV. Yeah. So please uh, pop on over, check it out. We've got uh, tiers at the $1 a month, $3 a month, and $5 a month levels. You get kind of like different little bonuses with each of those. And yeah, we'd just appreciate it if check it on out. you gave us your support. If you enjoy our show, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a review, tell a friend, mm-hmm. whatever you like. Definitely. I couldn't have said it better. Um, we always appreciate hearing from you guys, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, but without further ado, 
This has been the Riverdale High AV Club. I've been Ezra. And I've been Megan. And we will see y'all at the Chocolate Shop. Bye! Goodbye. I'm ready when you are. Well, I just started taking my big old sip of coffee, so clearly I'm not ready. Okay, I'm ready now. Wait, now no, you're I'm drinking sipping. coffee. God. Okay. That's lots of sips today. <laughs> sips and coughs. Maybe that'll be the episode title. <laughs> That's All right. a good one. All right, ready? Ready. <laughs>